here with you as always. Today is Thursday, August 28th. Uh, apologies that we have not had an episode recently, although let's just say we're uh, getting through some challenges here and finding new solutions. And anyway, it's great to be back with you as always. Hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you may be out there and finding ways to navigate life, navigate life's challenges. I got the apostrophe S after the right word, finally. And today I just wanted to talk a little bit about some ways to handle a lot of the uh, events that are taking place in the world and certainly have become very uh, challenging for many, whether it's the financial and economic situation or Certainly, again, my heart goes out to everyone uh, who's been involved in these riots that we've been watching in uh, St. Louis, or I guess in Missouri. I'm not sure if it's actually in St. Louis. And, you know, again, we see the news every day. There's uh, the government of the U.S. trying to blow up another country. And, again, my heart goes out to everyone who is being affected by that, and whether it's directly or family or someone you care about. And, Especially being here in Greece, where it's been fascinating how since they've gone through the governmental Goldman Sachs treatment a couple of years ago, and in many ways the awareness of what's really going on is greater here than in many other places. And, you know, just thinking about what really is the solution and that's something that in these conversations, as I speak to people around the globe, whether it's investors or it's people who are trying to live life and, and find a way to enjoy it. And one of the questions that comes up most often is, well, what can I really do about it? Certainly, I can understand that sentiment. And there's there's no question that it, it is very easy to think that these are governments and banks that control what we're doing and are just incredibly powerful and unstoppable and that there's nothing that can be done and certainly at certain points of my life I've I've felt similarly and and I know how discouraging and and frustrating that can feel although for what it's worth if I may today I'm going to take my best stab at explaining what we can really do about it I don't claim to have the actual answer, but I do think about it a lot, and it's also why I created Arcade Economics, and just uh, to the degree that hopefully this might be helpful for someone else out there, I'll share what, what I've come up with, and again, uh, encourage any comments and uh, and thoughts that you might have, because in the end, really the the best solution that I know of is really when we just start on an individual basis and thinking about how we want to conduct our lives and how we want to treat other people and setting a good example internally with, well, no, not even with the hopes that others will follow, but just because it, I think when we do what we feel is the right thing to do, however that might be perceived by someone else or however others may look at it or judge it that part we don't really have much control over but when 
we're proud of how we conduct our own lives. My experience has been that really if you want to influence others and, and make any sort of change, that has been the single best way that I've found to, to do any of those things. Kind of like the old example of the, the parent that says, do as I say, not as I do. And then they wake up a decade or two later and see that the children learn to do as they do, not as they say. Of course, that doesn't have to be that way. And we always have the opportunity to change how we react to things, how we respond to things, the patterns that we've learned. Hey, we are in, again, I'm from, grew up in New Jersey. Don't laugh. Actually, okay, you can laugh. It's kind of funny. Well, hopefully I don't have the accent anymore. That that would hurt my feelings if you say that, but I'll get over it. It's all right. But certainly in New Jersey and many parts of the U.S. and, again, seeing similarities as I've spent this past year and a half traveling throughout Europe and learning about the cultures and ways of life here, We do have the chance to change these things. It's it's not always easy. There were certain things that I loved about the way my parents raised me, and I feel incredibly grateful to this day for the good habits that I've learned. I also realized there were certain things that weren't the greatest habits that I picked up from them as well, that I believe they were doing their best, and and I think that's really what we can all do is our best and, and accept that there is no human God. I do these podcasts, write the articles for Arcadia and share what I've learned in my research. I like to think that I've learned some valuable things and gotten a good understanding of what's really going on in the world and perhaps some ideas of how we can make some changes for the better. Rather than controlling others, just allowing each other to be free and sharing love and, and positive energy rather than clinging to the frustration and anger that still exists and is inside of all of us to differing degrees. But we do have that chance every day to wake up and just do the best that we can and it's interesting thinking again about the parent example where, you know, when we're two or three years old, we see our parents and in, in a certain way, they are that kind of take on that role, not that they are gods, but just they're our universe at the time. We don't, until we learn more about the world and how things work, that's really our main influence. And then as we get older, a lot of us got programmed by this, American TV and the, the newspapers and media, which day by day we're finding out more and more, have been pretty highly orchestrated. And as uh, as I've studied, in particular in this past year, reading about things like the MK Ultra experiments that the CIA conducted and a lot of the other various groups of the military and government where they have actively studied mind control. And I don't want to use that word lightly, but these programs, again, this is public record. They've acknowledged and admitted to these things, especially groups like the CIA, which we're finding out 
they were the leaders of the MK Ultra, although they're certainly hardly the only group to to try and do some of these things that in in many ways I would describe as evil and just sad in so many ways. But finding out that there have been groups of people who have actively spent their lives and careers studying how to most efficiently control others and take advantage of them and make life more difficult. Certainly we've seen this out of Wall Street and the banks and in its own way. We see it in the big pharmacy or big pharma, whatever you want to call it, the a lot of the political kickbacks and why certain drugs get approved or not. A lot of the material that's picked for the U.S. school systems. If you want to look and research uh, who bought up all the textbook companies about 100 years ago and picked what we learned and why many Americans refer to the Mexican-American War, whereas Mexicans, I'm told, know it as the American Invasion. And when you think about it, it's interesting how much of what we know or think we know is really coming from TV or the media or obviously from our own life experience as well, although a lot of the experience we have is coming from other people who have been influenced by these same sources, and which on one hand is why it's so exciting to see what the internet has become, where a couple of, even five or 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it was harder to find out a lot of the things that were going on. Whereas now with this great tool for sharing information and knowledge at a really rapidly exponential pace, people are finding out what's been going on for, for decades. Some of the things that the governments have been doing in the guise of freedom or democracy, which really have nothing to do with freedom or democracy, but for a long time they were able to get away with it because simply no one knew. And the result is that we have a, a challenging way of life for, for many. And that's uh, that that can be hard to take sometimes. And I can certainly sympathize with that and and if you're feeling like you're struggling a little bit these days, I, I can feel where you're coming from. And in the end, though, I think the Internet and what we just discussed really also points out my long-winded way of getting to my point of what it is that we can actually do when people feel that frustration and think, well, is there anything we can actually do or is it just we're all screwed and nothing can be done but my feeling and something that I've found from the people that I've learned the most from and respect the most is that really the most powerful thing that we can do and in my own humble opinion for what that's worth what I believe is really patriotic is just standing up and doing what you feel is right and sharing the information you're discovering with others, which is not always easy to do. In fact, a year ago, you know, this, this all started when I was working on Wall Street and started realizing that the whole thing's a Ponzi scheme. And 
felt that that was what I owed back to the world to at least <clears throat> speak about what I had seen and translate it into a language that people could understand. Because that's what I saw happening over and over again. I mean, this stuff is not really complex. You had people buy a lot of houses they couldn't afford. You had the banks sucker people into buying dot-com stocks. They put fancy labels on it, get some complicated math, have a bra uh, an abrasive attitude that intimidates people and most feel like a victim and, and in many cases are embarrassed to say, I don't understand this or ask for help. And so we all stay divided and conquered and feeling as if there isn't much we can do. But again, why I think the internet has been so instrumental in what I believe now is a worldwide truth movement where people are waking up by the day. If you're in an area where it feels like you're all alone and no one else is seeing what you're seeing, I certainly know what that feels like. And if it helps at all, I can tell you that there are people in every corner of the globe now, or I, well, I can't speak for every corner of the globe, but I, at least the parts I've been to that are seeing it. And I think that number is really growing. And the biggest advantage to that is that whether you call it government, the government banking cartel, the Illuminati, the New World Order, whatever name you want to put on it, I think we're all getting to the same thing. And keep in mind that the way this whole thing works is by keeping the people lied to and from knowing what's actually going on. My guess is that if even 10% of the world was was clear on just a fraction of these, these, these schemes and tricks and crimes that the governments and bankers and other folks who are involved with it are running, you probably would have a revolution tomorrow. And by no means am I advocating a violent revolution. I understand this is everyone's own right to feel how they feel, and I can understand that a lot of people choose to arm themselves. I've personally chosen that I, I just don't myself believe that that's the way, and that I think we've, on both sides, seen enough people killed already that I choose to just see whatever peaceful way there is for me to contribute. And again, I understand others feel differently, and that's uh, certainly not my place to tell anybody what's right or wrong, but just in terms of sharing what I think is really the most uh, effective solution whether you call it revolution or just people standing up and saying, why am I paying half of my salary in tax so that my government can go oppress people in another land or oppress people in my own land? We're trained to think that life has to work in a certain way because that's how we've always grown up believing it has to work. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we need police. Maybe we don't need police. I look at what's happening in Missouri and certainly there's enough people out there posting on Facebook and reporting in the alternative media that there's been a lot of abuse of power in 
the police force. I think it's also incredibly important to recognize that there are a lot of good people that choose to work for the police or go into the military because they trusted the powers above and felt that that was a way that they could help and contribute to society. And certainly I like to criticize, well, I don't like to criticize, but I, I point out a lot of the things that the governments and banks do that are, in my opinion, inappropriate. But at the same time, I look at myself, I was working in finance and on Wall Street and I looked at it as a job. I, I thought I was doing honest work and I was getting a salary. And I think a lot of us, the, you know, I think people who go into the military, I, my guess is that most of the people believe they were standing up, protecting their family, protecting their country. I believe that most people who go into the police force are probably doing the same thing and that's what makes it so challenging uh, and why it's so important to be careful about putting labels on it where, well, police are bad or Wall Street people are bad. or Yes, there's a lot of people within any group. And anytime someone gets a position of power, grows in their sphere of influence, that gives them a responsibility that some choose to honor and, and some don't. But do I think blowing up any of these things or, or hurting someone else is the answer? No, I personally don't feel that way because my view is that no no matter how powerful or big we are, there's always uh, God or whether some people refer to it as the universe or whatever. But whatever the way we treat others, you know, if you want to hurt someone else, there's always someone who can be more powerful and you know, I think that's what we see a lot, where a lot of these uh, people who do resort to terrorism and aren't quite as tough after the tables are turned and then there's someone holding a gun to their head and you see a lot of that mentality disappear and all of a sudden they feel differently about whether it's right or wrong to hurt someone. But what can we do again is is recognize that I choose to believe that the forces of good and and positive nature far outweigh by a mile the forces of evil and wrongdoing that are taking place and I, as best as I uh, have studied in here I hear this this whole banking cartel is really in that at this point owns the government or whether you call it the same thing, banks of the government, just different positions within each. I, my research indicates that the majority of this is controlled by about 300 families or so. And you think about there's 7 billion people on the planet and, and there's 300 who are choosing to live life in a certain way and influence others with that type of behavior. The numbers are on our side. And one of the things that I like to point back to was last summer, just about a year ago, when Obama claimed that Syria had these chemical weapons that Assad used on his own people, which, uh, now I'll, uh, <laughs> for the sake of today's conversation, I'll 
avoid digging into uh, some of the things that I, I thought were highly suspicious about that. And I don't claim to know who did what, although I certainly think it's not the way that they were portraying. And, you know, just uh, as one quick piece of evidence, when they kept claiming, the U.S. government kept claiming they had this ironclad evidence that still I don't think anyone has ever seen Yet they had it before the weapons inspectors from the UN had even released their findings. So I don't know if that means either there was one of these U.S. goon squads already in there spying and snooping around or or whatever it was. But the more important point was that he was saying how he was going to start a war and he didn't need Congress's approval. And it sure looked like it was about to be bombs away. Until the American people stood up and said, no, we don't support that. We don't want that. And I keep studying history and learning about, and from the people who have seen far more and and some of these great historians that we now have access to, especially because of the internet. and, And they give me hope because they point out that The people still do control this. And in fact, the biggest weapon that I believe these forces have left is when they make you feel like, well, there's nothing I can do, can't stand up, we have no power. And I just simply don't believe that to be true. And again, I pointed out that example with Syria. Saw the same thing happened, uh, I believe, with the British, where... They voted it down, and uh, then the British decided not to support that. And another thing worth noting is that once one of these guys is identified, you know, when you have the power of a big army behind you and however many million guys with machine guns and tanks and all that stuff, then yes, you can seem very powerful. But remember that when it's clearly identified if someone has done something inappropriate, once that's, once once the troops start questioning the leader, we always see these guys run for cover as fast as they can, and that's when people stop acting so tough and stop feeling so powerful. And again, that goes back to what can we do? Well, I chose when I saw how Wall Street really operated to walk away and speak out about it. Many people thought it was bizarre that I, you know, in a not such a great economy, I was walking away from what seemed on paper like a great career. Although it felt like being in hell was I saw more and more of what was going inside. And it was the easiest decision to walk away. It's been incredibly challenging since then in certain ways. But I don't regret the decision to leave at all. And I've I've been inspired. I have uh, in last uh, the last episode we interviewed the great Dr. Richard Allen Miller, who has seen inside of some of uh, the military and Navy divisions, and he chose to speak out and write books about what he saw. And there are people in real. I have a friend in the real estate business who's doing something similar. And maybe people in the military, one guy talks to his friends and says, look, this is, this is, 
what we've really been sent to do. The Vietnam War. Look at how. Look at Gulf of Tonkin. Look at look at the General McCollum's uh, plan that was drawn up to get the Japanese to antagonize the U.S. to so that we could say, well, they hit us back first. Look about the Lusitania in World War One. The weapons of mass destruction that never existed in the second Iraq invasion. And now we're going for a third round. But I hope that maybe one day if there's someone in the military who's listening to this and if it's making any sense, maybe they'll start thinking about what's going on and maybe they'll talk to some of their friends. And the good news is that I believe this is already underway. And if you're listening to this now, after I've been sitting here talking away for 25 minutes, then I thank you for your effort to stand up and hear something that obviously is not always the most fun thing to listen to for most people to hear some of these difficult things that are going on in the world. But for everyone who's even just opened their eyes and don't worry about anyone else, but just if you are seeing what's going on and choosing to do what you feel is right, speak up when you feel it's appropriate to do so, and set an example that our children would be proud to follow, then I thank you for that. And at least in my opinion, you've already answered the question of what is it that we can do. If you share a post about Facebook that about something that really speaks to you or that might not be popular and maybe say something about you see your government or someone else doing that you feel it's time to stand up about it and maybe you'll have some people who write some nasty comments or say you're a conspiracy theorist or why are you doing this or say that you're not patriotic that's uh perhaps maybe that's just part of the price of it all but if it helps at all I thank you I think that's the sign of a true patriot and with each day that you wake up and do the best that you can with whatever you're facing be there for the people around you even more so for the people who have hurt you, who have done things that have been harmful to your life or your well-being. Yet if you're able to find a way to forgive and set the example that you'd, you'd want your child to follow, then I think the rest follows from there. And, you know, as someone who's really changed a lot in my own life in the past two years since I left Wall Street, I have seen this this take place. And, and if you're able to pick up that cause alongside, I think you'll see the same thing too. And that's what I feel that we can do. And every time someone you run into says, well, there is nothing that we can do. Why should I care? Why should I try? Do whatever you feel is the best to explain whatever helps keep you going. And realize that there are a lot, a lot of us out there 
and we're finding each other. And that, that gives me hope. And I hope it does for you too. And with that said, I do hope you are having a beautiful day, enjoying peace and finding some freedom. If you are currently going through a challenge, I hope that this has offered some strength and given you a little, little extra energy to keep pushing through. And with that said, again, I thank you for listening today and God bless you all.